You're listening to the podcast for Asbury United Methodist Church. Join us every Sunday for worship at 8.30 or 10.45. Find out more at asburybosier.org. Hello, Asbury. Wow. <laughs> Asbury here and Asbury looking on wherever you are. Yes, this is Confirmation Sunday. It is the end. It feels like you've gone on a trip and this is the end of the journey. We have to now take our stuff, unpack it a bit, but there's a twist to it. And we'll talk about that a lot today. And so at the late service, we'll see all of our confirmands and we'll recognize them. This year we have five young persons in our confirmation class. There's Shyla Jones, Luke Miller, Maddie Miller, William Stuckey, and we also have uh, Connor Yates. And they'll, they'll receive their Bible and their certificates later in the late service. In doing so, in coming forward today, this is no small task, nor was it some small thing leading up to this. This is a time of affirming their baptism, making a public profession of faith, and being welcomed by you and all of us to a greater participation as part of this congregation of believers. In a very real sense, as soon as they unpack their stuff from confirmation class, they're set for another journey. Oh, there's one other person in this class, Demetra Morgan. When I requested that we have another adult in the room while, during the class sessions, Demetra stepped up quickly, but then she announced to us that she wanted to be part of the class and learn. We all agreed and said, why not? And she was also a great added feature in our class. She will also receive a certificate at the late service. Confirmation class over the last 15 weeks has indeed been a journey. Richard Robert Osmer stated in his writings that confirmation is a distinctive moment on an unfolding journey. I am personally honored and blessed to have been their guide through this part of their journey. I appreciate the support of many in this congregation and elsewhere through your notes, your prayers, your treats, yeah, and your gifts. They mean so much to each of the members of this class and they mean a lot to me. I also want to thank Catherine Long who stepped up and taught a unit on theology. And of course, Pastor Matt who checked on us frequently <laughs> throughout the journey and what a journey it has been. But they are not the only ones on a journey. Let's get going. Hear this scripture reading from Hebrews 12, one through three. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely. And let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. Let us pray. Ever-present, merciful, awesome, and loving God, you have set us on our path, our calling, our intended purpose 
Show us how to listen to you and your voice, to follow, to be strong and courageous, to answer that calling, and may it be pleasing to you, for there is a certain destination ahead for all who believe. Amen. Every journey has a starting place, right? A trailhead, a starting line, a new beginning. But it also has a destination. So what happens between those things is the stuff of legends, serious consequences, sometimes disappointment, adventure, and much, much more. We've all been on our, we're all on and are continuing our journeys through this life. For some, the journey has been long and the destination seems near. For others, the journey is just starting. And the book written by Dr. Seuss, Oh, the Places You Will Go, seems like it was written just for us. But it also seems the journey, it, it just for all of us, it seems the journey is just a mere series of passages, unique and as if it were designed just for us, as different for each of us, as we are different individuals. In his writing, The Flame of Love, Spanish priest from the 1500s, St. John of the Cross said, God carries each person on a different road so that you will scarcely find two people following the same route in even half of their journey. A long journey can be exciting, full of new adventures and amazement. At this point, I just, just knew Matt Raw was, would break into long and winding road at this point. But there can be moments of exploration and learning opportunities on this journey, it can sometimes be a little boring. I'm sure you've never heard, are we there yet? <laughs> and we can sometimes wind up on detours or even feel lost on these journeys. I remember once I had a young friend who went hunting in a place near where I grew up called Dorcheat Bottoms. Anybody know where that is? Well, it, it describes it well. He got out there. He stayed out there too late. It got dark. Couldn't find his way back to the main road where he could then find his car. So he, this is a while ago, no GPS, no cell phone. And he just did what he was instructed to do in those circumstances. Sit and Wait. So after a time, and he was, did not return when he was expected, a large group of people went out to, found his car, and then they went out to go looking for him. In a few hours, they found him. He had the confidence that he was not alone and that others who cared about him would not relent until they found him. It was very helpful to have that assurance when you are, that you are never alone and the confidence that there are those there for you. They brought him home. He was safe. Each of us must travel our own special journey with all of its twists, its turns, 
and sometimes rough spots, but we are not alone. There are persons mentioned in the Bible who have gone down their special journeys, and here are a few. There was this fellow named Abraham who was called by God to go to a place he had never been before, and he just went by faith to Canaan. A fellow named Moses took the Israelites on a 40-year hike through the wilderness so that they would see the promised land, but his journey was completed without even getting there. A fellow named Joshua took over the call with the Israelites and completed their journey and walked them through the promised land. A woman named Mary journeyed with Joseph to Bethlehem, following the voice of God to give birth to our Savior. Then there was this fellow named Jesus who went on his journey to Galilee, Samaria, Judah, and other parts to eventually reach Jerusalem. Then the cross, the resurrection, and the ascension. The confirmation class. Through the units of the confirmation class, we learned we are all in this together. This is sort of their first passage of their spiritual journey, and they know that they are not alone. We learned about our Christian history and heritage, including the beginnings and growth of the Methodist movement, the Holy Club, those shouting Methodists, derision to even for the name Methodist, and how is it with your soul? The life and influence of John Wesley was explored and we discovered that he had many challenges and doubts that each of us would also maybe experience and how he discovered a deeper relationship with Christ that brought a joy that he had been missing. Then we all went together to the B'nai Zion synagogue in Shreveport where we were warmly welcomed by Rabbi Jana and the congregation. The rabbi pronounced us for the night Jewish, and we got to participate I know. We got to participate in their celebration of Purim, which is the story of Esther during that night, and it was a wonderful time. We heard about the history of that synagogue, all the accoutrements of things and what they mean there. They, we also, every person actually got to hold the Torah, which was significant. And she stayed there for an hour to answer all of our questions. And these guys had lots of questions. <laughs> Taking, I think, stolen something from our pastor. During her presentation, she even had a wordle puzzle. And our kids solved it first. Not surprising we've had practice, right? We looked into our beliefs and the questions that also arise as a class. Then we dove into theology and how we were made in the image of God and what that means, which is awesome. Finally, they were challenged to seek and follow their calling, their intended purpose, using their special gifts from God and feel the movement of the Holy Spirit and say yes to Jesus in a very personal way. 
This class, as it should be for all of us, were engaged the whole way. And I am sure they will listen and hear God's voice all along the way in their journey. So, like with any journey, you have to pack, prepare and you have to pack for it. Oh yes, there are a few things in here. And so, you want to have all the things you need. And we, using the Wesley quadrilateral that we talked about in the class, of course, and I'm using it in reverse order that most people talk about it. First is experience. Which is represented by a journal where you write down what you do. And experience is a personal witness leading to an understanding that becomes reality and instills in them a faith that actually happens in their own lives. Next to scripture, experience is a very strong tool for the journey. Experience takes things from theoretical, theoretical, theoretical? Could be theoretical, theoretical, or, <laughs> or it could be real. From theoretical, it takes it from theoretical to real. It is unique sometimes for individuals and it stays with you. You really know something when you've experienced it. The next thing that is needed to pack for the journey are things of tradition. This includes time-honored witness of development and growth through time, time, nations, and cultures. Direct, at a point in time, traditions, why that's important, it becomes real in so many ways. When I would have young engineers and scientists come to my team, they would come with lots of things packed in their backpack. They knew things that I didn't know because it had been a few years since I've been in, in a lecture hall. But what they didn't know is how we got here. And it was part of what I wanted to do with them and what we do with the traditions of our church. Because as they listen to God's voice and they, they want to make a difference in the world, they want to make a difference in their lives, you have a whole lot better chance at a good outcome, achieving those things, if you know where you've been, and then you're better at seeing what's ahead. So tradition. John Wesley said, do not undervalue traditional evidence. Let it have its place and do honor. Tradition is a very useful tool for the journey. The next is reasoning. Without reason, we cannot fully understand truths or of, of scripture and sometimes just what God is saying to us. When in the use and art of reasoning, you take many steps forward and then sometimes it causes you to take a few steps backward, to take a look at things in a different way. The outcome of doing this properly 
leaves us stronger in our in the word in our faith and in our calling reason is a much aligned maligned tool because it is often not used properly there should be a warning label on reason it should read this not just a human activity when used for spiritual journey must be accompanied with prayerful consideration, meditation, and silence, and with seeking through the Holy Spirit. It is fun to question, to seek answers. It strengthens our faith, and it makes us ready to defend our faith because it will be challenged. The humorist Will Rogers from early in the last century said, even if you're on the right track, You'll get run over if you just sit there. So reasoning keeps us moving. If we don't know the direction and the momentum, we will not recognize when we're actually backpedaling. Through reason, we can add discernment and thought to bear on our actual faith. Finally there, finally, there are scriptures. Scripture is the primary source and the standard for Christian doctrine, a necessary and vital tool for our journey and to hear God's voice. I have with me something that we all have our treasures. This is one of my treasures. And it's a journal written by my grandfather. I grew up with my grandparents and a single mom. And... The, my grandparents and my mom were great influences on me, of course. And I don't know why. This is the only journal he ever wrote that I'm aware of. But one time in about mid-May, some time ago, they packed up, he and his, my grandmother just packed up the Rambler. <laughs> Nobody knows what a Rambler is. It's a very old car. <laughs> and uh, the cheap cars, right? And so... They packed up and headed to see relatives in Long Beach, California, now from Louisiana, okay? In my family, you count third and fourth cousins, all right? So there were lots of visitors to, to see along the way. So he head out, and I just want to read you an excerpt, and it's got a reason. We left Sarepta at 1 p.m. and drove 265 miles. We ate supper at Jay's Grill in Haltom City near Fort Worth. Each of us had a porterhouse steak, price $1.25 each. They sure were good. We stopped, we then stopped at the Blue Bonnet Courts, a nice place for $5 a night. And we were in cabin number 14. It is now 8.15 p.m., and we are turning in for the night. <laughs> the miracle of the story isn't the dollar and a quarter steak dinner or the $5 room for, room for the night. The miracle of the story is when I read from that journey and other entries in the journey, I hear his voice. I hear my grandfather's voice. 
Wouldn't it be great if we had the kind of relationship with God that when we read scripture and we read the word, that God speaks to us and we hear his voice. What is not in our backpack is the weight of sin. For our Savior has already taken care of that, although many people still bring it along. On many of our journeys, when we're going on a trip, we sometimes pack extra stuff, and we wonder why we carried it all that time. The destination I will leave you with is called eternity. What is your calling? Are you ready for the journey? Let us pray.